Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and so good to have you along for the ride today as we're going to get into a, a topic of conversation that's very, very interesting as it pertains to the culture that we're in right now. And the fact that uh, I, I think of a quote from Dr. James Dobson, my friend and mentor, that uh, kind of sets the stage for our conversation today. He was talking about feminism, and he said that uh, feminism on the whole, and abortion in particular, and he described them this way. He said, it's the biggest joke that a man ever played on a woman or that men ever played on women. I believe that I could attribute that to Dr. Dobson. Here's why that is such a powerful statement to me. When I think about what has happened in the world where a whole generation or two of women have been told that you can't do anything unless you have the right to kill your preborn child. It's such a lie. It's so, it's so damaging. You know, when, when you hear about women who wind up, uh, uh, you know, giving birth after accomplishing great academic pursuits or uh, the, uh, in the working wor world, uh, we're going to do a profile next week on a, a woman who's a member of the LPGA who was invited to play in the women's uh, golfing championships and did so at seven months pregnant. And what happened when one of the leading golf publications uh, found out that she was a pretty passionate uh, supporter of the sanctity of human life and she's a Christian and they wrote this article about her and her publication chose not to publish it and uh, wound up resulting in an award-winning golf journalist leaving his position. He just quit because he was just so incensed with the fact that there's no room on the other side. And, then, and th this is something that the left does incessantly. They talk about the fact that abortion is a woman's right to choose, to choose whether or not to be a mother. It's her body, it's her decision, et cetera, et cetera. And they deny several scientific facts. Scientific fact number one is the fact that, uh, well, that it's not really her decision to make with regard to how it impacts her because this is actually a human being growing inside of her. So since life begins at conception, the baby's life has to be taken into consideration. And it's amazing how many people on the left do not view parenting that way. And, and this is not just with the, uh, uh, the pro-life community, you know, and the sanctity of human life. Look at how many leftists right now believe that educators should be making the decisions for your children with regard to their gender and keeping you out of it. I mean, there, there's a viral clip going around of a woman. I want to say she's in San Jose area, um, Northern California, who is basically outraged at a school board meeting that so many parents keep coming up. And she's either a member of the school board or she's a, a, an instructor. So many parents keep coming to the meetings and saying, hey, wait a minute. You know, I mean, uh, we don't want you to read these books. We don't want you to teach this kind of ideology. And the educator's response is, well, who are the experts? I mean, we are the experts here. We're the ones with master's degrees and doctorate, and we're the ones who should be, you know, making these decisions in the best interest of the child, of course. But, you know, you can tell me one thing all you want. I'm going to watch your actions. It's biblical for us to recognize that actions speak louder than words. And, and trust me, I take that passage in scripture very, very seriously based on one simple fact. And that is for me personally, I talk for a living. You know, I'm either broadcasting on the air or writing or doing a video or uh, preaching in the pulpit, but words are my currency. And so the, the idea that we in the body of Christ can talk about certain issues is one thing, but we actually have to act upon them. And we have to stop listening to people who only use their words to get a point across. We have to start looking at the actions of said agencies and institutions. Case in point, the push ever since the 22nd of January, 1973, when Roe versus Wade was approved, was ruled on by the majority of Supreme Court justices by a seven to two margin that paved the way for making it possible for women to get access to abortion with the protection of a Supreme Court case. 
For 49 and a half years, people who supported the sanctity of human life fought against Roe versus Wade. For 49 and a half years, people who supported federalizing abortion used Roe v. Wade as the standard and never dreamed they would, never, they would ever have to pass a law that would make abortion a federal, uh, federally protected right. And then came the Dobbs versus Jackson case out of Mississippi and the 24th of June, 2022. The Dobbs case sought to enshrine um, the end of abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. And in doing so, used as their basis saying that Roe versus Wade should not have been passed, it isn't constitutional, and neither is Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the two main decisions that lawyers have been using for years to defend abortion rights. Well, the Supreme Court voted, and I believe rightly so, by a six to three margin in favor of Dobbs versus Jackson, thereby overturning Roe versus Wade and Doe versus Bolton and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. So then came the plethora of heartbeat bills that followed after the ones that had passed before. And, you know, the, the idea, if you just look at the media, is if you're a pro-lifer, here's what the landscape looks like. First of all, Roe versus Wade was overturned. Secondly, a number of states have passed fetal heartbeat laws, which basically means if a woman goes to her obstetrician and they detect a heartbeat of the baby, it's now illegal to end that baby's life. The very simple scientific fact is if a person is declared dead when their heart stops beating, then the person should be declared alive when the heart starts beating. And it's amazing how many people, even on the, I guess on the woke side, the progressive side of the conservative world, will say, yeah, but wait a minute. I mean, if you're, if you're just saying you shouldn't be abortion supporters, doesn't that mean you're pro-birth and not pro-choice? What about a woman who you know, conceived in rape? What about the child that's going to be born with severe medical and physical challenges? What about the, uh, uh, the, the, the woman who's living in poverty right now? To which we would respond, I think, compassionately, mercifully, and biblically that we have an opportunity here to speak truth to the power of the culture that says, look, there are organizations like Preborn, for example, that do a fantastic job of giving women information once they suspect they might be pregnant. Maybe they did a home pregnancy test. Maybe they've just had a stopping of the cycle. They go to an abortion clinic and all the abortion clinic is going to do is say, yes, you're pregnant and here's when to schedule your abortion. Would you like a medical abortion, meaning you use the pill, or would you like a surgical abortion, which is the old-fashioned way that a lot of people are very familiar with? Well, the, uh, that's what you get in an abortion clinic. At a preborn clinic, they come in, give a pregnancy test, they do the ultrasound, you can see the baby's pictures, and they say, okay, here are your three options. Congratulations, you're a parent. Legally in this state, you could also abort that child or the third option that never gets talked about in abortion clinics or hardly ever, I should say, is there are dozens of families waiting to adopt your child if you release that child for adoption. And the child gets the medical care that he or she needs and you get the medical care that you need during this and you might even get a little uh, money in your pocket afterwards. And I mean, the couple who's doing the adopting is going to take on this huge responsibility to raise this child, but also the huge responsibility of how much it costs to get the ball rolling. Your $28 donation, by the way, to preborn makes one of these ultrasound appointments possible. It's completely tax deductible, and you can do the math. If 28 bucks saves one life, 140 saves five, 280 saves 10, 2800 saves 100. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-BABY, that's 2229, or give a gift when you go online to kbrightradio.com and click on the preborn banner, or go to rogermarsh.com, click on the preborn banner, make your best donation today. Now, the reason I bring up preborn and the reason I bring up this whole issue with abortion is the fact that we recently had a, a decision that was handed down that is kind of a sobering wake-up call for us in the pro-life community. In a case called Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine versus the United States Food and Drug Administration, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has found that the, FCs, the FDA rather had removed some critical safeguards for chemical abortion drugs and they need to be reinstated.
Now, this is a huge win for the pro-life community because, quite frankly, every time there's a law passed that limits access to abortion, and we're talking the surgical kind, the left moves in a different direction. Okay, so the surgical abortion, which is what most people think all abortions are, involves, you know, unplanned. Uh, Abby Johnson, feet up in the stirrups, surgeon going through and removing the baby's body. The medical abortion, or chemical, if you will, involves giving of two different pills. Mifepristone is the first that basically cuts off the progesterone to the baby. In other words, starves the baby to death. The second pill is given a couple days later, and that removes the baby's body from mother's body. More than 50% of abortions now are so-called medical or chemical abortions. And the abortion pill in question here that has literally killed dozens of women and injured thousands of others is the big bugaboo as to what is the issue here in question. But what we're going to discuss this hour is our responsibility as people, specifically focus on a man's responsibility to be a man of God in a culture, to stand up to protect the unborn, a man who does not engage in the so-called hit it and quit it mentality, but then also for us as men and women of faith to stand up, rise up, and to take a look at what's happening in the culture right now and ask the question, why does it always seem like we get a victory like the overturning of Roe versus Wade and then we go to sleep thinking all the work's done, not realizing that, to paraphrase that uh, parable in Scripture, if the thief comes to rob the house and the owner of the house comes home and hides everything and puts everything back the way it was and sends the thief packing, if there's enough value there, why wouldn't the thief come back with seven other accomplices? Getting that part straight as a man of God is really important. And on the other side of this break, I've asked a pastor, author, and a missionary of sorts, Daniel Merritt, to join me. He's written a brand new book called Bold Pursuit, encouraging men to pursue God in a bold fashion. To know the truth, let the truth set you free. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Daniel Merritt joins me next as The Bottom Line continues. One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment. But every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com, hit the Preborn banner right now. Well, today on The Bottom Line, a special guest joining us from half a world away to talk about something that has been on my heart for quite a while. I know a lot of Bottom Line listeners are looking in the same direction, too, and that's how do we find the heart of God in a world that has just gone so crazy and topsy-turvy. Uh, Daniel Meritz is with me. I rolled his R. I'm going to say Meritz the rest of the way because I don't pronounce it as well as he does in South <laughs> Africa. He's a popular Bible teacher. He has an online ministry called DLM Christian Lifestyle that reaches hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. He's on YouTube as well. Uh, raised in South Africa and uh, has a fascinating testimony to share, which we're going to get into, and a brand new book that we're going to be giving away later called Bold Pursuit, a 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God. There's a link for the book and his ministry up at thebottomlineshow.com. Daniel Meritz, welcome to The Bottom Line Show today. Oh, man, thank you so much. It's uh, it's great to be here. Thank now, I, sp I spoke with a bold, bold stroke by saying that you're in South Africa. Where specifically are you? Where were you born? Kind of give us a little bit of background. Mm. All right. Well, I was born in Namibia, very, 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 very small country, 
right? Mm-hmm. And then when I was three years old, um, my parents moved to South Africa. My my dad is a preacher. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a preacher's son. But he was um, the kind that lived the way he preached. So mm-hmm. I, I had an, yeah, I, I had an amazing example. But my story is is much more like the, the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, because we're obviously we're having this conversation now. And mm-hmm. the, oftentimes when we think of the story of the prodigal son, we focus so much on the prodigal part, we forget about the sonship part, you know, where he comes mm-hmm. back and is restored to to relationship. What was it for you at, that kind of got you restored with your family? Sure. Well, you know, I, I moved away from God, although I knew he existed. Mm-hmm. Because my, my dad helped a lot of people who are demon-possessed as well. So I heard things. Mm-hmm. I saw things. So it was a reality for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I moved away because I wanted to live life my way. I did not want to submit yeah. to the Lordship yeah. of Jesus. So I wanted to live for the world. So um, that's what I did. But then something happened. Um, you know, people started to die all around me. My grandparents, mm-hmm. My, mm-hmm. my first brother died when I was 13. He oh, was my. killed. Yeah. Um, in Johannesburg, they, they shot him three times in the chest and wow. it was uh, uh, whew, a reality, that kind of reality. Yeah. It just, it just, I mean, you can't walk away from, from it. And uh, for me, I was, a, I was a little bit, um, you know, a little bit angry, but also I didn't understand God's plan. And, and it made me kind of want to live for the world even more being stupid, right. Uh, being young, but that's what I did until the death of my second brother. And hmm. this was big because we were like twins. I mean, we we had the same clothes on when we were little. We did everything together. So think about that that brotherly bond. You know, we were the 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 best example of brothers who had a great relationship. The difference was he loved God hmm. and I moved away and that was oh, I was in England at the time. My dad phoned, I flew back and uh, he was brain dead. So mm. they kept him alive with the machines and, and they wanted me to say goodbye. And they gave me some time alone with my brother. And as I sat next to him on the hospital bed, I remember looking at his body and it was, um, <laughs> it was, it was sure. He worked out a lot. And mm-hmm. at that moment, I just remembered it doesn't mean anything at all. Because right. when you die, that's it. And I started to, to talk to him and say, come back, don't do this to me. Mm. Oof, that was a conversation wow. that I kept on. And then he turned to God and I and I reached out to God and say, why? My second brother, why did you do this? And, and, and I was going on and then suddenly God made himself known to me in a small inner voice. And he said, Daniel, if I came and got you, where would you have gone? Mm. And immediately I knew. Wow. Mm. And then he said i took your first brother i took your second brother just home <laughs> yeah they were ready yeah. but you were not you're wasting your life and then i broke down and i said all right uh, i can't run away from this truth there's a time to be born there's a time that i will die and what would it help me to gain the whole world but lose right. my right. soul so right. then i reached out to him said god i just I want you. I want a relationship with you. I don't just want religion where some people out there, they go to church, they say they're Christians, but they're not. They look warm. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I understand now the bigger picture. And I want you to talk to me. I want to have a real relationship with you the way David did. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's how my journey started. That's how I came back to God. That's such a beautiful story. Daniel Merritt is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. He is a minister. He's an evangelist, Bible teacher. His new book is called Bold Pursuit, a 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God. And we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. I get chills when you were describing your conversation with God, Daniel, because of the fact that mm. you had brothers who were right with the Lord, whose you know time on earth was through, and for mm. God to basically put that question to you face to face. And how many people do you meet, especially how many men do you meet are chasing success, chasing material p- pursuits, chasing careers, whatever it is, status, instead of saying, wait, I, I don't chase God, he chased me. And at some point he's going to ask me a question like that. Um, mm-hmm. I would imagine you hear from a lot of men all over the world who hear your testimony, 
read your work, listen to your teaching and say, wow, Daniel, I, I, I realize God's been after me for a while too. What, what, what kind of responses are you getting from the ministry and the book so far? Yeah, well, it's it's great so far. There are a lot of men out there who who realize number one that they are a lukewarm Christian. Yeah, and I preach about this a lot, you know, because this is um, after after I became a reborn Christian, <laughs> I I asked God, what is my my purpose here on earth? And um, He revealed to me that this is what I have to do. I'm gonna keep it very short, but then I started to to preach the gospel in truth and in love. And I and I went back to the Bible because there are a lot of churches today and preachers who preach to itching ears and they, they mm -hmm. move away from the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So moving back to sound doctrine, it is only the truth that can set people free. So for them, hearing my story, the truth coming back to Christ, a lot of them have similar experiences. And I realized especially in the day and age that we live in today with all the busyness around us. You know, we get yes, distracted yes. so easily with the wrong things, but God is always there waiting for us. And he uses different ways of, of saying, hey, I'm here. I've always been here. And then sometimes it takes, you know, tough times like losing a brother to open your eyes to the truth, that the things that are more valuable, that are so important, become very, very clear. And you start to see things differently. So there is beauty in suffering as well. Mm. Daniel Meritz, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called Bold Pursuit, a 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. This isn't a fair I'm not going to say, hey, day 17 is one of my favorite passages. Can you read that off the top of your head? I mean, there's 90 of these entries, and I think it's remarkable. <laughs> but I do want to ask a general question just about the way you put this together. I mean, these are devotionals coming from your heart, uh, You know, certain passages of Scripture that meant something to you. Did you think sequentially through this in terms of a battle strategy or are they a little more uh, uh how should we say uh, random if you will you know in terms of these are just 90 examples of if you start following this pursuit it's going to uh, uh it's gonna you're gonna see a change in your spiritual life how, how did you go about putting the book together so it's it's based on my own life as well the things that that i basically went through that helped me a lot First of all, to understand what a true reborn Christian is. And after yeah. that, how to grow spiritually. But there, you know, <laughs> Jesus is the gate, right? But after the gate, there's this long road of sanctification. And it seems like a lot of Christians are just stuck just after the gate. They don't, they, they stay babies in Christ. They don't grow. They don't mature because they're just busy with the things of this world. And so there's things in this book that help me to grow spiritually, to become a mature Christian, things that it's <laughs> always there. The truth is always there, but we right. need to read it and study it like the good brains to understand it. Things like how to fight through the spirit and not the flesh, how mm -hmm. to fully surrender, how to abide in Christ. These things that help us to, to already have complete peace in this world that's full of trials and tribulations. You know, it doesn't matter what the government is doing or these people or those people. I Amen. always have peace no matter what. And that's because our eyes are fixed on Jesus. But there are certain truths, certain promises that God says in his word that a lot of people just don't know. There are so many conversations I have with Christians and people emailing me, asking me questions. And the one thing I always think to myself is, why don't people just read the Bible more? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Wouldn't that be, would that that would be the the standard instead of the, well, I tried everything else. I guess I might as well read the Bible and pray. And I say that yeah. somewhat sarcastically, but uh, unfortunately, ironically too. Daniel Merritt is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Daniel's book is called Bold Pursuit, a 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God. The link is up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll have more of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Daniel Meritz is my guest, and we're talking about his brand new book that is a good one for guys to have. It's a good one for men to read and to use, especially in a culture where a number of men in the culture have taken it upon themselves to try to, for example, rewrite abortion laws. Uh, Daniel's book is called Bold Pursuit, a 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we do have a copy of this book that we're giving away today, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, it's amazing how many guys, when they start looking at, say, the sanctity of human life, 
will kind of back away because they were told this is a woman's issue. It's between her and her doctor. I really shouldn't get involved. But the more men get involved, for example, in the pro-life community, you begin to realize that there are guys, thousands of guys all across the country who literally yearn for meaning and purpose in their life. And what the Sanctity of Life community does is gives them that meaning and purpose, protecting the unborn, the preborn, the less fortunate, those who are infirm, those who are in need and vulnerable. It gives us, I mean, it's written into our DNA, guys, amen? And the beautiful thing about when we see the number of men in particular who worked feverishly to uh, defend any kind of state, they would say, hey, wait a minute, if we have a ban on abortion, that ban is not just for surgical abortion, but we're going to shut down the chemical or medical abortion industry in the state as well. And the Fifth Circuit Court ruling that we've been looking at concurrently with my uh, conversation with Daniel Merritt really does show us the world that we're living in and why it's important for us to know how these laws are being applied or in this case misapplied. Daniel Merritt's the author of the great devotional book called Bold Pursuit, a 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, the conclusion of my conversation with Daniel Merritt's talking about this bold pursuit for men. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. You're a Christian who's been injured, so you need Christian attorney Stephanie Cover of Cover Law to fight for you. With Stephanie, it's not just a routine legal process, it's a spiritual battle. She understands that a legal fight involves more than flesh and blood. It means confronting principalities and powers, and that's why she consistently prays with and for her clients. She forms long-lasting relationships with her clients, just as you would expect from someone who engages in spiritual battle alongside another believer. Praise for Stephanie pours in through cards, thank you texts, and letters from clients who thank her for checking up on them, coming to see them in the hospital, praying, and even finding alternative care when current care is inadequate. Inspired by Jesus' command to love one another, Stephanie uses her skill as an attorney and knowledge of insurance processes to fight for your completeness and healing. Don't wait any longer. Contact Stephanie Cover today at kbrightradio.com slash cover and let her take up your spiritual battle. Welcome back to the special edition of The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We're jumping across countries here uh, to talk with Daniel Merritt, who's a popular YouTuber and Bible teacher. He has an online ministry called DLM Christian Lifestyle. And uh, are you in South Africa right now? I know you're born and raised there, but I mean, are you there right now, Daniel? Where, where are you broadcasting from? Yeah, I'm in St. Francis Bay here near to the coast. It's a beautiful little town. And uh, yeah, it's awesome to be here. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad that we could talk about your brand new devotional book, which is called Bold Pursuit, a 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. You said something in the first segment that I wanted to circle back around to, because my sense is that there are certain parts of scripture that we can all relate to, uh, you know, depending on season of life or sometimes mm. our situational life and even just our gender. You know, women are drawn more to this, men to that. And the idea that there are a lot of guys who are living bold lives, but they're not necessarily boldly pursuing what God has for them. They're pursuing their own lifestyle. There Mm. comes a point in every man's life where you have that one aha moment. Um, Share with, you had a couple that sounded like they could have been that that pivot point for you in terms of your faith, Daniel. Kind of give us a little depth and detail as to how you realized that your bold pursuit needed to go through a bit of a course correction if you're going to boldly pursue God's will for your life. Mm. Mm, that's a very important point. You know, there were a few moments where I thought, all right, God is first in my life, but mm-hmm. God, <laughs> he tested me just like he tested Abraham with Isaac. You know, the one thing yeah. that you don't want to let go of. So that's what he tested me. And, you know, the world that we live in today is full of self-life, right? Self-importance, right. self-respect, self-this, self-that. But Jesus says, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And some right. of us, we just we just read through that, right? But God tested me with my father. Now, I said that 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 my dad was a preacher and man, <laughs> I miss him a lot today because he, he passed mm-hmm. away. Um, but while he was still alive, no, nah, it's it's all good. It's part of God's <laughs> plan. And so I, I'm content with that. But that was a test for me because my grandparents died, friends died, my first brother died, my second brother died. And for me, it was like, okay, 
I, I need to change my life. God helped me to do that. But then I never imagined that he would take my dad because <laughs> he was such a spiritual person. He was the pillar of the family. I went to him all the time if I had an issue or a problem and even help with God, you know, having questions about certain things, spiritual questions. And then there was a time where my wife and I struggled financially and I was thinking, all right, I think I should, I should go to China. I had this opportunity, but I didn't talk to her yet. And then I took my dad to the hospital because he had back pain. And then when we got there, it was multiple myeloma cancer. Oh, and oh. yeah, it was a, it Man. was a shock. Mm -hmm. And mm, um, we thought my dad would live to be 80. This was um, in his sixties, right? Early sixties. And it was a shock because he, the doctor said that he does not have long. So there was an inner conflict with, oh my. with, for me because I prayed about this financial struggle. I wanted to go to China. I didn't talk to my wife about it, but here my dad is going to die. So if I go, what's going to happen? So man, I cried. I prayed to God and I asked him, what do you want me to do here? And he didn't answer me. And just in a few days, I, I sat there on, on a piece of rock and I, and I looked left. Um, and there's a piece of paper confirmation telling me that I have to go to China. Um, I'm going to keep it very, very short. I'm going to rush through this a little bit. Um, that night, I still didn't talk to Nikita, my wife, about it. Um, the next morning, I woke up. She woke up. She looked at me and said, you know, I had a strangest dream. You went to China. Mm. Jaw-dropping moment, second confirmation. Okay. Uh, I talked to my dad about it because I didn't want to go. I didn't right. want to lose my dad. So I went to him and I said, Dad, I think God wants me to go to China. But if I do, I might lose you. And without a second thought, he said, you have to do it. If that's what God mm. wants you to do, you need mm -hmm. to do it. And I realized then he was at that stage where he fully surrendered, even yeah. knowing he might not even see me. He, right. he he already went through that. And so I cried. And that night I continued to read where I stopped the previous night. And I, I just said, God, you need to talk to me. Please, just one more confirmation. If you say go, then I will go. I will put you first. And then I continued to read. And it was where Jesus was calling the disciples. And one of the disciples said, let me first go and bury my father. Mm, oh, mm. That hit me straight wow. in the heart. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've read that before. But at that moment, I truly understood what that disciple probably yes. felt. Yes. You had to make a decision to put God first above your own family. Yeah. How Abraham probably felt. And I cried and I said, all right, I'll do it. But, you know, God was amazing because... <laughs> He allowed my father to live four more years after that. So I could see him again. Oh. And it was in China where he called me to become a preacher. <laughs> wow. Whew. That's, that's an amazing testimony from Daniel Merritt today here on The Bottom Line, sharing about his dad, about his calling, and, and being very candid about the fact that a guy who wrote a book called Bold Pursuit, that's Daniel's brand new book, a 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God, is being so transparent about his own struggles, about his own shortcomings, about his doubts and insecurities. And yet the fact that you're finding a life of meaning and purpose and you're showing other men to do it. Daniel, do you hear from guys who say, thank you for giving me permission to deal with that unreconciled relationship or or the, the, the time that I thought I heard from God and I charged out to do something. And then I realized, no, that was just my own ego. That wasn't God. I mean, you're you're kind of in the ministry of course correcting for guys, aren't you? Yeah, there's a lot of guys who send us email because of the ministry. And, you know, there's a lot of people who struggle to understand when it is the voice of God talking to them, how to yeah. discern. And between that and and maybe when it's just their own thoughts and how, how to to discern, you know, through the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is God speaking to me. So that relationship and a lot of people, they they don't ask God. <laughs> when I have conversations with people, they're like, I think this, I think this. So, so they try to make plans for their own lives instead of going to God first, asking him. So they, yes. they try to do step A, B, C, D, E, and almost until Z, when that's not working, they don't, they're like, all right, maybe I should pray about it. <laughs> 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 that should be the A, right? That should be our first decision. All right, I'm going to take this to, to God. I'm going to close the door and I'm going to pray. And if he doesn't answer me, I'm going to fast. And I'm going to keep on knocking, keep on asking, keep on calling him until he answers me. Because he will answer me according to his word. And his time is not always our time. He will answer me when the time is right and when I'm right to move forward within his plan and purpose for my life. 
Daniel Merritt is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, the founder of DLM Ministries and author of the brand new devotional for men called Bold Pursuit. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Daniel, we have a couple minutes left in our, our time together here, and I'd love for you to address an issue that has become a big deal, especially for guys. Every time I, my wife and I are at a restaurant and we'll see a family or maybe a father and a couple of kids uh, enjoying a meal together and dad's on the phone. He's working mm-hmm. or he's playing a game, checking the sports scores, whatever. He thinks he's busy and being productive, but he's neglecting some ministry opportunity right in front of him. And that, that case is some right. kids. Talk about the busyness and distraction function and how, especially for us guys, oftentimes we mistake them for pursuing God's will. Mm, that's an important question because we live now under the law of the spirit, right? We're not under the law of sin and death anymore. But right. a lot of people, you know, it's like a tap. If you open the tap, the water will flow. You need right. to open, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. The moment you act in the flesh, you just act according to your own will, your own emotions, your own thoughts. And you're doing certain things that is not part of God's will for your life, like being a good husband being a good father. So you miss those opportunities because you're acting in the flesh. So to understand the difference between the soul and spirit is so, so important. And the moment we get distracted and we're so busy with the things of the world, instead of being busy with the God of this world, you know, God's kingdom, we miss the whole point. Mm. This life is so, so, so short and we can die any moment. And the children you have, the wife you have, God has given that to you. It is your responsibility to take care of of them, to be like Christ to the church, the same way you have to be to your family and lead them. It is your responsibility. So if you're always busy, 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 you can provide. Yeah. But at the end, they're not going to just need the money. What do they need from you? They need to see Jesus. You need to be the example and then they will follow. Because if we look at the world today, there's a lot of people who grow up without fathers and some a lot of them have fathers, but they're not present. Right. And then we have broken families. And if we have broken families, we have broken societies. So we need to put God first. We need more godly men, men like David, who say, here I am, Lord, just use me. You are the potter. I am the clay. Take out everything that is not right. Search my heart. And then choose to put God first. Pursue him. And then everything else will just fall into place. That's his promise, right? If you look at Matthew 6, yes. but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be added to you. So you worry about all these other things and you're on the phone, you're trying to sort out everything, but God already said he'll take care of it. <laughs> all you need to do is walk within his will. I love it. I love it. Well, the book is so aptly titled, very, very appropriate. Uh, the brand new book by uh, Daniel Merritts, which we have up at thebottomlineshow.com. It's called Bold Pursuit, a 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God. Uh, I encourage you to check it out. It, it's People are, are are flocking to this, even just in its first week of release. And and uh, we're not surprised, mm-hmm. but we're, we're rejoicing along with you, Daniel, that it's doing so well. Daniel Merritts, thank you so much for the work that you, you do. And thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you. It's It's been amazing. Thank you so much. God bless you and your ministry. What a great conversation and a great uh, discussion about a, an important topic with Daniel Merritt today here on The Bottom Line. His brand new book is called Bold Pursuit, and we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. This is a 90-day journey uh, for men seeking the heart of God. It's a devotional, and it's one I highly recommend. I encourage you to go to thebottomlineshow.com and look for more information about this book. Or just give Crystal a call right now. We're giving one away. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. For any guy who is seeking a life of meaning and purpose, um, I highly recommend this resource because, trust me, there are so many things happening in the world right now, whether it be weird weather or politics or <laughs> take your pick that uh, we in the body of Christ need to pay attention to, but we should not lose sight of the goal. I was reading a new uh, uh, study, Bible study in Philippians that talks about, you know, how that was the main thrust of what Paul was talking about was uh, your purpose, the intent that God has for your life. And that's why I recommend this book by Daniel Merritt, but also want to spend the rest of this half hour talking about purpose and focus and clarity. So uh, get your copy of the Bold Pursuit book. It's a 90-day devotional for men pursuing the heart of God. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 
800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, another win for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. What exactly did they do? Well, what they did was they kind of helped those of us in the pro-life community who might have uh, nodded off a little bit after Roe versus Wade was overturned, get a victory for how important it is to understand how insidious the enemy is when trying to uh, defeat the sanctity of human life in our culture and our religious liberty at the same time. I'll talk about this case coming up next as the bottom line continues. My thanks again to pastor and author, author Daniel Meritz for joining me today here on The Bottom Line, M-A-R-I-T-Z, if you're Googling along with us at home. The book is called Bold Pursuit, a 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God. And we've got a copy that we're giving away right now, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, it's uh, it's interesting when we talk about pursuing the heart of God and how many people that I hear from, maybe people that you know, heck, I've even been that person at one point or another in my life who will get kind of bent out of shape over some issue in the culture or maybe a family relationship or something going on at your church or whatever it might be. And then what happens next is, well, I want to right that wrong. Or I need to prove to everybody how right I am. You ever found yourself in that situation before? You know, it's interesting when it comes to, say, the sanctity of human life, how much confusion the enemy has sown in the pro-life community, but especially in the church with regard to the sanctity of human life. If Psalm 139 is accurate in Genesis 1 and other places in Scripture, that God is the creator of all life. He is the author of all life. Now, you look around and see evil in the world and say, well, wait a minute, Roger, what about those mass murderers and all those other people who, you know, have, have done such horrible things? Well, I mean, the reality is God creates us in his image, creates us with a free will, and watches to see what choices we are going to make. You ever heard that expression? I just came across it recently, and I've seen it on social media a lot, but it's very, very telling that the, the expression that says, when you're born, you look like your parents, and when you die, you look like your decisions. Uh, that really speaks to me in a number of different ways for a variety of different reasons. First and foremost, just as we get older, you know, I, I look at my parents, I marvel at the way that they aged so gracefully. It's only been in the last four or five years that they even look as quote unquote old as they are, came across some pictures the other day. Uh, one of my daughter, Emily, she was getting ready for a wedding. Her mom had decided to curl her hair and boy, she let the curlers in too long. So here's my horrified daughter, all three years of age, three and a half, uh, just kind of staring at the mirror with this, huh, look on her face. And my mom was over and she just came in and said, here, pulled Emily up into her lap and said, let's get a picture together. And so, uh, M's mom took a picture of her and my mom and there's my mom just looking beautiful just elegant and graceful and I'm looking at that picture saying wait a minute let's see this 1991 that's my mom just a couple of days shy of her 60th birthday and she looks like she's 35 I mean just it was amazing to see this picture but I began to realize that idiom is true when you're born you look like your parents when you die you look like your decisions and I wonder why it is that people look at the conservative side of the equation with disdain when you realize that people who make the decisions that are made based on biblical truth aren't having the horrible repercussions that uh, people who are trying to go against the grain are. For example, when it comes to abortion. A recent case decided by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, a group called Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine took on the Food and Drug Administration. And perhaps you heard about this case. We alluded to it a little bit earlier. This is why your support of Alliance Defending Freedom is so important. When Roe versus Wade was overturned as a result of the Dobbs versus Jackson case in Missouri, 24th of June, 2022, the federal uh, reliance on Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey to support federal abortions uh, basically went out the window. And so a lot of bill, a lot of states passed bills to legalize infanticide uh, in their states, like here in the People's Republic of California. It's now part of the state constitution that abortion on demand and without exception. 
But other states like Texas said, hey, wait, we're going to pass what we call a fetal heartbeat bill. That means that once a woman goes into um, the OBGYN, she has taken a pregnancy test or maybe she hasn't, but she missed a cycle. So she thinks she might be pregnant. If she goes in and they do an ultrasound and in the ultrasound, they not only see the baby's image, but even if they just hear the heartbeat, then it's now illegal in that state to kill the child through abortion. I remember my grandson Isaac, gosh, six years of age, uh, when he and his mo- uh, when he and his mom and dad went into the OB's office back in the fall of 2017. Isaac was still, you know, uh, excuse me, fall of 2016, uh, still in the womb at that point. My son-in-law Brian at that point had been one of those live and let live. You know, hey, if you want to have an abortion, have one. If not, I'm not abortion but supporter. But if you want to get one, get one. And then they heard the ultrasound and Brian burst into tears and he asked the question, why would anyone want to stop a beating heart? It reminded me of that uh, uh, pro-life statement that used to be part of the advertising slogan for the pro-life community many years ago saying abortion stops a beating heart. But it's amazing how those who support abortion when Roe versus Wade was overturned immediately set their sights on the so-called abortion pill. Okay, well, if you're going to stop uh, the performing of abortions, apparently a lot of the fetal heartbeat pills banned surgical abortions, but they did not stop uh, chemical abortions or medical abortions. The way that these states would work around is take a state like Texas. The minute the fetal heartbeat bill came into effect, the number of abortions in Texas went down by 50,000. That was thrilling. The first year, basically abortion as we knew it stopped in the great state of Texas. There's just one problem. That was surgical abortions performed in Texas. But what about using the abortion pill? That could be prescribed in a state where abortion is legal and then delivered through the U.S. mail to a woman's home. The mail order abortion, if you will, wound up killing 40,000 children that first year in Texas. So here's the net effect of the Texas heartbeat abortion ban. Surgical abortions and abortions prescribed by doctors, abortion pills prescribed by doctors in Texas, down 50,000. Abortion pills dispensed by doctors in other states where it's legal to prescribe them, 40,000. So the net effect, only a decrease of 10,000. So an organization formed a group of medical professionals in states where abortion was illegal a group called the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine took on the FDA and asked the question, why did the Food and Drug Administration determine that a chemical abortion, or medical if you will, could be performed so recklessly? What are the safeguards that the FDA had in place prior to the pandemic and prior to the overturning of Roe versus Wade was that you can't just mail this drug to a woman who's not first met with a doctor who would actually prescribe it. That's federal law. Abortion businesses had been prevented from sending chemical abortion drugs through the mail prior to 2021. The FDA had decided to allow that to happen during 2021, and you know the reason why. COVID, well, if you can't get to the abortion clinic, then COVID. But fortunately, our friends at the the Food and Drug Administration ran headfirst into Alliance Defending Freedom Senior Counsel Aaron Hawley. And basically, the ADF team presented to the Fifth Circuit Court information with regard to the, uh, the FDA Adverse Event Reporting System. The, F- and the Fifth Circuit Court eventually held that the FDA's 2016 action violated the Administrative Procedure Act and upheld the district court's conclusion that reinstated the original safeguards that were put into place at 2000. They basically said, you can't give this pill to any woman after seven weeks of gestation. You must have an office visit. There must be a non-fatal adverse event reporting and the physician must do the dispensing in person. The Biden administration under the guise of COVID precautions, had eliminated a lot of those safeguards. And then once Roe versus Wade was overturned in 2022, a lot of states that weren't allowed to, uh, well, that were catering to women who couldn't get abortions legally in their states started using this end around.
basically now the Food and Drug Administration has been ordered to reinstate all of those safeguards. And that's good news. It's not only good news, but it's good news for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom who take up these types of causes all the time. Got some final thoughts to share with you on this case coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. Roger Marsh here. Just a few moments left for you to get in and call 800-227-5278 for Daniel Meritz's book. Uh, we're giving away this copy of the book, uh, literally, that focuses on how it helps men pursue God. Um, it's it's just a, it's a it's a basic book in some senses, but in other senses, this book, Bold Pursuit, is a real life changer. 90-day devotional for men seeking the heart of God. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We are so grateful for the men and women of the five Cir Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals who uh, went the extra mile to make sure that the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine versus Food and Drug Administration case found that the FDA does have to restore those critical safeguards for chemical abortion drugs. And the left can tell you all they want that they don't intend for women to get hurt with these medications and they don't intend for them to experience emotional pain and they don't intend for them to have more difficulty with hemorrhaging and things of that nature. And of course, they would never intend for a little one to lose their life. But you see, you have to put your brain in a special compartment. When I had my open heart surgery, part of the anesthesia that they gave me was they had to desensitize my nerve endings so that I didn't feel pain for a good long time and then gave me pain medication when the nerves started to reattach. If that had not had happened, there's no way my body could have withstood a nine inch incision in my chest, literally cutting through with a saw, the crack right there in the sternum of my rib cage and stopping my heart from beating on its own. They had to do something artificially to my body to do the surgery. The left tries to live like that's normal like that's natural. Like you can look at a child and say, well, that's a boy, but we really think that's a girl and we could do surgery to correct the problem. Or, or a woman's pregnant and she's headed for a life of poverty and so therefore she should abort her child. And these abortion pills don't offer long-term solutions at all. If anything, they just mask and make problems even worse. But would that we be the people who seek God so clearly that we lovingly yet firmly, gently, and respectfully seek his whole will and live righteously in the face of unrighteousness each and every day. That is the good news, and that's the bottom line. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your day. And Rabbi Schneider coming up next with Discovering the Jewish Jesus. For those who remain on the network, all four of us getting together for the National Crawford Roundtable, talking about the GOP, oh yeah, the first debate last night. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues.